Welcome to the Walk Podcast of the Thompson Institute, a podcast for students and faculty on your walk across campus as a resource for your spiritual journey. I'm Aaron Badenhop. And I'm Jordan Browning. And we are your hosts and fellow Buckeyes. In episode three of our interview with Scott LaCrosse, we ask him what he thinks might be spiritual pitfalls for those working in the business world. Do you feel like, even in your own experience as a Christian, do you feel like that kind of your experience with that kind of is affirmed by your own faith and even whether it's, you know, engagement with the Bible, um, your own sense of like experience with community believers that kind of, um, business as a good thing, uh, can even, um, yeah, that, that your own faith sort of can speak into that to affirm that that's true. Does that make sense? A little bit. I mean, yeah, I think I, I would say yes. Um, you know, one thing that's been, I've been fortunate enough is even though I've worked with large companies, I mean, um, God has placed people in in my life in those companies who have similar views, you know, and share similar faith. So, um, and you know, I think there's this mindset of to be a Christian in business, you, you know, you're going to be sort of targeted and attacked. And and I haven't found that. I mean, I think there's times when you have to just be, you know, wise and sort of what you say in certain context. Um, but the reality is, I mean, following my faith and making decisions based on my faith is actually uh, been a strong asset to me in business world. Um, and that's actually helped my career. Um, and because I think that's, you know, we, we throw away, throw around, not throw away, we throw around this, uh, you know, servant leadership and leadership, uh, you know, everyone's wanting to develop their leadership. Well, I mean, following biblical principles is the foundation of, you know, a lot of the leadership teaching out there. It's not like it's a surprise. Um, you know, servant leadership is, you know, the buzzword. And it's like, well, who's the greatest of all servant leaders? And uh, Jesus as an example. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't feel like it's ever been this situation where it's like, oh my gosh, this is where I have to kind of keep it locked away. I just live my life. You know, I'm not necessarily walking around, you know, sort of, preaching everybody I, I, I see. Um, but, you know, just talk about my weekend, my life, and kind of what's going on. I'm just honest. Um, and just make decisions in a way that I think has integrity. And and that people want to be around that. People want to follow that. I mean, if, and it's just logical, hmm. right? What, what would be the alternative? Go to the opposite. You know, you start, you make decisions just based on yourself and just for money. And it's like, that doesn't last very long in, in leadership positions. Hmm. So, yeah, it's... It's funny because I remember, um, you know, kind of transitioning from that ministry role to a business role and, and originally thinking, like, am I equipped to do this? You know, I didn't I haven't really been doing business. I've been working at a church. And uh, I learned pretty quickly, and I say that first year, that I, I don't think I could have had a better training and preparation to go into business than actually working in ministry. Hmm. And I was talking to um, my boss about this once, actually the guy who brought me into the company. I said, well, if you think about it, you know, when you're in a company, um, you don't have direct authority over most people that you work with. I mean, I've had people that I've had to directly manage, but really, you're depending on people who are doing other jobs to accomplish a bigger goal, right? And you're part of it, they're part of it, and everyone comes together and is doing theirs. 
Well, you know, if in in business, if you if somebody reports to you and I say, okay, I have some authority over you, right? <laughs> Whether whatever that is, it's a little bit easier for me to say, hey, I need this done. You know, can you can you get this done? Sure. Well, how do you do that if if you don't have direct authority over somebody, right? You know, they you work with them, um, but you're not in charge of hiring or firing or their pay. It goes back to relationships, right? And so if you think of when I was in the ministry in a church, you, you're not. You don't even have employees. It's all volunteers-based. So how do you get things done? How do you accomplish goals? And how do you get people working together? It's all relationships. Um, it's getting people you know, aligned and sort of part of something bigger. And that is what business is, right? If you rely, have to rely entirely on your positional authority, I mean, you, that would work for only so far. Um, but you're not ultimately going to kind of get things done and really, I think, advance as much as you could versus being able to bring people together and develop positive relationships where people actually want to, you know, do what you're trying to get done. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's funny because I didn't really think about that till looking back. Uh, and I realized, wow, that was probably the best training I could have experienced entering into this new situation where I rely on other people so much. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so as you even uh, sit down, you, you mentioned that you uh, interact a lot with seniors who are about ready to graduate and they're thinking about the next steps. Yeah, what if you're sitting down with a student, even a Christian student or maybe even a student that is kind of spiritually seeking, spiritually interested, um, what do you imagine would be uh, kind of the spiritual pitfalls for them as they kind of enter into life after college, getting their job? What have you noticed is like, oh, this, this is kind of the tough part about transitioning and kind of pursuing your faith outside of you know, any sort of school context in your life anymore. Now you're sort of in the quote unquote real world. Yeah. Have you noticed any pitfalls or um, places that can be areas that can be tougher, I guess? Yeah. I mean, I think I'll start with maybe just the general, like you mentioned, like secular and then sort of layer on maybe the spiritual. Um, you know, one thing maybe to even take, take a step back be, before sort of the leaving, you know, one thing that's worth mentioning is when I talk to a lot of students and I mentioned earlier just the the stress and the weight that they carry. And, um, you know, what I usually do is sort of ask questions and say, okay, well, you know, uh, what's going on? What sort of what's what are the options? And the common question I ask, like, what are your options? And uh, I've had multiple times where I've been talking to a student and um, you just physically see like the stress about the situation. And uh, it was, you know, whether to take an internship or, or to not and and in asking about the situation, it was sort of clear that it was the concern was, well, if I just, you know, if I end up taking that, then that could hold me back from this other thing, which could maybe stop something from happening in the future. And I was, I was listening and kind of visualizing my and I said, okay, so do you have an offer that you're deciding between? She said, well, no, not yet. And so I kind of laughed and I said, well, so what is it that you're deciding right now? And she, she paused, she's like, well, nothing really i was like so what are you stressed about you know and and it's and it's it was kind of funny and i said we all do this but i found that like 90 percent of the things that we stress about and i say we like including myself mm-hmm. um but i think it's particularly students in that for, stage of life is 90 percent of the decisions that don't even exist yet right and i think um i would say you know i say to my students like it goes back to controlling what you can control, right? And it's it's making it's thinking about decisions that actually exist. And uh, I think we spend a lot of mental capacity um, stressing about things that might not ever exist. 
So one piece of advice is, is sort of let's just kind of peel it back to say, you know, where are you at right now? Like what are actual decisions that have to be made? Um, and let's just start there, right? And once you get into this what if, it just is a rabbit hole of, of stress that just adds, you know, undue pressure on you. So I see that a lot. I see that a lot with students of, of kind of what ifs and scenario planning and almost like trying to orchestrate this perfect scenario of activities to get them to where they think they want to be. And it, it kind of goes back all the way to the beginning of this of like, you, you can't plan out this perfect path, right? Um, one is because you don't hold, you're not really moving all the pieces. Uh, so that's one thing. You just don't have control over 99.8% of the things that are happening to get you there. But then ultimately, you don't even know if that's really the best place to be. Like, I could not have planned out my life to end up where I'm at right now. And I'm, I'm very happy with where I'm at. I feel very blessed to do what I do. Ten years ago, this was not on my radar. So to even think that I could have planned it out to be here is sort of funny to me. Um, so I also tell, you know, sort of students, it's good to have a longer term plan, but don't try and plan out sort of too long because things will just change and it's sort of wasted energy. Um, so that's just one thing kind of going into it. I think, um, you know, another pressure I see is this feeling that, that when I get get into the real world, sort of what's going to be expected of me is I'm just going to kind of know everything and kind of be able to hit the, hit the ground running. And the reality is, I mean, people who are bringing you into a company know that um, you're they're not hiring you because of your vast knowledge and experience, right? I mean, and so um, they're hiring you for the potential that you you bring. And so um, it just comes back to pressure, feeling like they they can just enter the situation and like they're performing alongside and at the level of somebody who's been doing this job for 10 years. And it's like, that's not what's expected of you. So um, just giving yourself the freedom and opportunity to continue to learn and grow versus thinking that now you're coming out <laughs> at 21, 22 years old and like you're at the epitome of, of what you are. Um, I, I sort of joke with some of my classes at the last day of class and I said, all right, um, talk a little bit about kind of what, what you're about to go into. And I say, my job is to equip you to be effective where you end up. And uh, I say, pretty much um, your ability to be effective and grow has very little to do with anything that we've talked about in this class. <laughs> so they kind of give me this weird look, and I'm like, does anybody want a refund? Because, I mean, <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I try and clarify. It's like, it's not that this was not important. I mean, it hopefully will build a foundation of knowledge that you'll grow on. But the reality is, if you go into marketing, you're going to learn more about marketing when you start doing marketing, right? Um, your ability, or your, I guess, uh, ability to grow in your in your field depends mostly on your ability to work with, um, relate to, and ultimately lead other people, right? And that is a ongoing process. Like you're not expected to come in and within a year you're going to be CEO. And uh, so I just kind of set them up for, you know, education is an ongoing process. We use the word education to mean this four-year time in our life, you know, in the early time of our life. And it's like, that's kind of a wrong way to think about it. Education should be an ongoing thing. So I try to really, I guess, um, put in their minds this, this mindset of I'm continually learning, I'm continually growing, and I'm not going to know what I'm doing and being okay with that. So there's that, that kind of laying, that's sort of the, found, the fundamentals that for all, all people we go into and just having the mindset of learning and growth and continuing to invest in myself as a person uh, will continue to sort of equip you. Um, and I would say, you know, specifically like in business or um, it is 
it is a reality. Going back to what I said before, I mean, there's great companies um, who are trying to do good things, but the reality is you're not going to be in you know this job and people are talking about spiritual topics you know all day long. So it, it's it is easy, um, even with good intentions, to get sort of caught up in what am I really doing this for, right? Now I'm kind of from a from a uh, spiritual aspect and sort of a faith focused aspect of being in, let's say, marketplace ministry, um, you know, and so it's very easy to say, okay, you know, am I doing this because I am trying to get promoted? And why do I want to get promoted? Because it will kind of make me feel good and it'll make me look good. Um, certainly, I mean, the the element of, you know, money as master is very real, right? Um, when you come into play. And I, and I don't think that's really unique to business. I think that's just unique to life. I mean, there's a reason why Jesus talks about money more than any other topic, right? He knows our hearts and he knows that once you start making it uh, and using it, it's very easy to want more of it. Um, so I think that's very real. Uh, and I think, you know, it's we think of this sort of um, testing of our faith in the business world as this big decision of like, you're putting this decision and you have to either make the decision and it's going to be this, you know, you're stealing money from children or you're, you can take the high road. And it's, you're not really, really in those uh, situations, right? I mean, maybe sometimes, but it's really all the little, the little choices. Um, and there's, you know, I would say there's probably times when I've made decisions that I probably would like to go back on, right? It's like, you know, was I, was I, <laughs> Uh, and for me, I would say um, it wasn't like these big breaking the law, right? It wasn't really legality issues. Those are pretty black and white. I mean, ideal decisions are black and white. If it's legal, right, obviously it's pretty clear. Um, but you do find in sort of these, these ethical type of things, which are more gray areas, the little sort of things that, you know, is am I ultimately, why am I making that decision? You know, is that really glorifying God? Is that, you know, the right motivation? And I'm sure, I mean, there's times when I probably had the wrong motivation of whether it was doing a presentation and saying, all right, if I'm completely honest, this is the number. The business is not doing very well. <laughs> but I'm presenting this in front of 50 people, including the president. What if I we add it, combine these numbers? Is that, you know, this product and that product? If you put those together, it actually looks like it's doing better than it is. I mean, that sounds kind of silly, but those are daily decisions. Um, and again, that doesn't mean that's wrong. It's not, it's just, it's those gray areas and it's just kind of comes back to those. So those, those things happen a lot, I've found. Mm -hmm. um, and just uh, coming back to what is it ultimately I'm making my decision based off of and what will I feel good about in the, in sort of the long term. I don't know. Does that make sense? It's, yeah. it's kind of a, almost a lot there that I probably could go into. But. No, I, yeah, it sounds like kind of on one hand, there's the, um, Maybe the pitfalls of like stress, the temptation to overplan, uh, the play the what if game, like yeah. you said, and even let that almost paralyze you in the present or like allow fear to kind of then drive decisions when those when you are presented with them. Um, but then, yeah, on the spiritual side, it almost sounds like maybe what you're correct me if I'm wrong, kind of talking about like integrity, almost like the temptation to like in these little decisions, am I am I going to follow Jesus as if the same way as if I was being, um, you know, if everyone knew yeah. all these little decisions, like am I, or am I going to kind of compromise or um, allow kind of, yeah, the, the temptations of maybe 
promotion, success, money, which, yeah, like you mentioned, are going to be present in any job, not just Absolutely. the business world, but uh, allow that to dictate the decisions, sort of. What stuck out to me from this episode of our interview with Professor LaCrosse was when he was talking about the pitfalls that people experience in the business world, in the marketplace. And what he talked about is, is how easy it is for people in the marketplace to sort of lose the meaning, the larger meaning behind their work. And that when that happens, you can tend to fall into this the struggle of the love of money and of sort of climbing up the ladder and... And um, I, I found it interesting because he talked about how Jesus uh, spoke against the love of money. And what struck me about that is that even though Jesus spoke about that 2,000 years ago, uh, it just seems so real and so relevant today for the average person in the marketplace, how it's so easy to, to sort of lose the bigger picture of, of the meaning behind what you're doing in the marketplace, how, how many influences there might be in the business world to make everything about the bottom line and about accumulating as much wealth as possible. And uh, it was interesting to hear how uh, uh, Professor LaCrosse's faith uh, influence his ideas of what might be those pitfalls when you're in the workforce. So I appreciated that. Well, join us next time for our final episode of our interview with Professor LaCrosse on The Walk. Thanks so much for listening to The Walk of the Thompson Institute. The personal views presented by the scholars and professors on our podcast do not represent the views of their employer. For upcoming events and for more information, visit the thompsoninstitute.org a program of crew at Ohio State.